it was an eyelash away from shut the fuck up. It was an eyelash from shut the fuck up. Then shut the fuck up. I was That's great. so utterly neutered in front of two other people oh and God. an Uber driver. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio, joined by Francis. Mm -hmm. Francis looking good over here. I like this outfit. A little striped, uh, striped golf shirt. Very spring. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. They look good. Golf shirts are have gotten great. You know, they're nice and cool and comfortable and big fan. Love to see it, dude. A little preppy, but that's okay. Can I ask you a question? You may. <laughs> when you go to LA, when you've gone to LA, do you ever go on hikes? No. Have you ever? In my life? No, like in LA. I can't say that I have. Okay. So I have also not been to LA that many times. I've probably been into LA in my life five times or fewer. It's a lot. Uh-huh. I get what you're saying, but like that's not maybe in the comedy world, like that's not a lot, but it's not not a lot. Yeah. I was expecting you to say two. But okay. It might be four. I might it might be exactly four. So I uh my two friends came in town for the for the taping thing. Actually, that's not even necessarily true. His girlfriend had to be there, I guess, for like, she's a singer. She was like doing some recording. Uh, so he's like, oh, perfect. I'll come out so I can go, Cody, go to your thing, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and they're like, should we do a hike? And they had done this like famous one that's called Runyon Canyon that like everybody does when they go there. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. And I was like, oh, I know a really good one that I like that's sort of like on the east side of town. You guys should come do that one with me. And they're like, okay, cool. And Hillary sort of didn't want to go. And she's like, fine, I'll go. And then she kind of like started doing this thing where she was like bitching about how hard the hike is. Mm. And was sort of like rallying popular opinion against me in a way that was like unnecessary. I was like, this is not that crazy of a hike for people who hike in LA. Like this is like, there's a couple parts that are just kind of vertical and challenging, but it's never like dangerous. Like it's a thing that if I had never hiked and someone brought me on it, I'd be sick. I'd be so psyched. Mm. Not if I had ever hiked, if I had never hiked that path. So anyway, we get on this hike and everybody's bitching and moaning about it. They're like, oh, are you serious? You weren't going to tell us that. I'm like, what do you want me to tell you, dude? Like, How long is the hike? An hour. One hour total. One hour total. But the first 25 minutes are, are a little challenging. Zach, who's effectively my manager, this guy, Zach Mitchell, I don't know if you've met him. No. He is probably, no offense to him, in, in the worst shape in the group. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, him, I'm like, listen, dude, this is a hard hike. Are you mm -hmm. sure you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, man, 100%, man. That's what he says. He goes, 100%. So he was actually the one who wasn't bitching. He just looked like he was he might die. Wow. <laughs> but but no no one in this group, I mean, listen, dude, I'm not in that great of shape, and it wasn't that hard for me, okay? So yeah. like, and like at one point, and like the steepest part, my boy looked back at me like scared. He's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I was like, dude, how much of a little bitch you look like right now is insane. And then they were like annoyed at me, and then after they're like, like we're glad we did it but it was just like frustrating to be in the situation where everybody's thinking that i like undersold the hike this is interesting this is interesting to me hill dog had done the hike before that specific one so 
I I I have a lot of first of all, uh typically when I've been on hikes where there was a negative anti hike element versus a positive gung ho hike element, the negative was the outlier and the majority of the people were happy to be there. And typically I was the negative. <laughs> And everyone else was like, why is he not able to enjoy this? We're was outside. it because of length? Is that because I I could see one that's much longer than you thought being annoying. I, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I, look, I think in your case, a one hour hike, no matter how steep that is, unless you're legitimately rock climbing. So they would argue that it was rock climbing. I would argue that it definitely is not rock climbing. There's one point where like there's there's steps kind of built into the rock. And yes, you use your hands a little bit, but like you're not rock climbing by any stretch. Let me of ask you this. If you fell, how far would you fall? It wouldn't be good if you fell. <laughs> really? It wouldn't be good. But like... <laughs> But you shouldn't be falling, dude. Like, where right, are but you? But hold What's on a second. That is, that is a big deal, though. If there is a risk of bodily harm, where most hikes, that is not the case. In, in the hikes, West Coast, dude, there's usually a point where if you were to fall, you would die. Or be, be severely injured. Like, you're on in a path. LA, Runyon, the Runyon one. Is, yeah. that, is that the case there? Dude, yes, definitely. There's a part, like... Depending on how you start it, there's a really steep part. If you were to fall, you would get really badly hurt. Because in my experience hiking, most of the threats to bodily harm were if you were to stray off the path and start eating berries or, you know, play tetherball with a beehive or like a bee, <laughs> totally. a, a bear came down and you were like, oh, look, that thing looks fuzzy. Absolutely. Um, it It's not a slip will result in okay. not being able to stop falling for yeah, a while yes okay and and like a slip it's never the stakes are never that high you're not like with your back against a wall with an eight inch thing that you're walking kind of horizontally against it's never like that it's like a normal path that has plenty of space and at one point it's pretty steep but like dude i've done this hike literally a hundred times with a bunch of different people and none of the la people were ever like are you serious they were like used to it because they live there and they hike. Uh-huh. Are is the rest of your group not from LA? None of them are LA people and like Phil, who's my my like one of my best friends, he is used to like going on walks that are flat. Yeah. I can't really tell without doing the hike myself. I, we need to do it. Which makes today. me think that the next time I'm out there I have to do this hike. You do. Okay, so this so is that the I deal. Can render a verdict. This is the deal. You, it's in Griffith Park and you're walking on a normal path and you veer off of that normal path onto like a path that, that not that many people are on. And it happened to have just rained in LA. So there's kind of more shrubbery than there usually is. Usually there's nothing. It's usually just like sand and like it's much more open. So it was a little more of kind of like moving shit out of the way to continue on the path situation mm -hmm. a little bit. But I think that you'd enjoy doing it and you wouldn't have an issue. Let me ask you this. Hiking in general, mm -hmm. what is the point? What do you like about it? Uh, is it the view at the top? Is it the enjoyment as you're going of fresh air and birds and removal from the grind? 
Is it the feeling afterwards of having exercised? Mm-hmm. What is it about hiking? So I think it's a little bit of everything. It's a nice, slow-burning exercise that doesn't feel as shitty because you're doing it in nature and like the nature like the nature of it is kind of just different than kind of running on a treadmill you know what i mean and if you're in a state of your fitness where you're in very good shape you can even do it as like a supplement to your exercise mm. and it's like a, what a what a great thing like you can rally to do that if you're going to yeah. do your t- two a day situation or something yeah you know um because yeah that's a, uh, listen i I don't, I can't say that I necessarily like hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do it because it's a way often for me to exercise with people who can't do the things that I like to do for exercise, right. which is go hard as a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like doable. You know, Sierra yeah. doesn't like to stack plates. <laughs> She's not into, you know, throwing up serious weight mm-hmm. to try to get your traps <laughs> so pumped that people are wondering if you're shrugging all the time. That's not the look she's going for. Right, right, and right. therefore, instead, we walk up mountains together. Right, right. Uh, but I do that because I know it's good for us, but I can't necessarily say that i really look forward to and enjoy hiking myself Mm -hmm. unless unless it's like somewhere so dramatic yeah the scenery is so dramatic that you're experiencing once in a lifetime views and so that's what i'll say dude like hiking out west is just like you can't even hiking here i don't even like it like hiking with that kind of vegetation you can't really see the view like like it's just completely different when it's like California, you know, Utah, like out there hiking. I love here. I'm not like going upstate to hike. You know yeah. what I mean? Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Do you have good hiking boots? No, I just use tennis shoes. Are you joking me? No guy like you hiking all the time <laughs> no i'm dude i'm not doing hikes so i don't need like accessories did you tell this uh group how long the hike would be i think i think if you're very upfront and honest because i do what i do this too sometimes which is why i try to coax people into doing things group activities mm-hmm. where i know that they won't necessarily want to do it and therefore i will downplay maybe the amount of time it takes or how hard it is and just deal with their wrath once they okay so it's get a into very it. very good question so hillary and i actually bickered a little bit about this because a little, mm-hmm. a little bicker because there's a part of the hike where if you were to point at it from a distance and been like we're doing that everybody would be like are you fucking serious how yeah but then you get there and it's very obvious it takes two seconds and it's like not that big of a deal um so i didn't i didn't do that 
Hillary began attempting to try to do that. Oh, because she's like, they should want to know. I would want to know. And I was like, well, I wouldn't want to know. So we are actually, our approaches are completely different. I personally would rather not know. That's like when you're in a work, that's why I like workout classes because you don't know what the next thing is. Yeah. Whereas when you have planned your own workout, you know, all the things you now have to do. I'd rather just not know mm-hmm. and just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to th- sit there and think about it. So she started kind of like, like I said, rallying pump popular opinion against me being like, he always does this. Like, just kind of like doing <laughs> shit like that. I can't believe he thinks that people, I'm like, Hillary, you got to fucking stop. You like, didn't need to come, dude. I told you, you don't Ooh, need to. Did it get that tense? No, it was never that tense. Were you guys in a car? No, no. This is when we were on the trail. Oh, good. That's, that's, was, that's more comfortable than being in a car. I was, I mean, but it was, it was lighthearted. I was like, you, you could have stayed at home. I told you you didn't have to come. You know what I mean? Because she was like, oh, I don't know if I feel like. And, and the other people heard that? Uh, maybe. Did that Does that bother Hillary? It depends. There's a, there's a way where it would. In this situation, I don't think it did. I think it was just us like going at it, like playfully. Uh-huh. Like, it, wasn't, uh-huh. it wasn't that big. Okay, good. It wasn't good. that big of a deal. I mean, the people, they were definitely kind of like, oh, this is harder than we had thought. But it's like, dude, you guys have done the other hike. It's hard too. It's not like a path, a flat path. Runyon is a real hike too. Right. You know, um, it almost, you were probably doomed from the get go by being the leader a little bit, no matter what that, you know, you were going to get blamed for how hard it is or how parched people became. And that's the thing too. It's like the, whereas was anyone parched? Yeah. But there's, we had water and there's a fountain on the path too. Oh, um, so probably not too parched. No, we weren't too parched. Okay, good. Um, Zach, who was struggling, didn't say a fucking word, which I respect. He he was probably very parched. He was parched. That's probably why I didn't say a word. He was parched. I can't even open my lips right now. They're (laughs) stuck together. I knew that Phil and his and his girl wouldn't have wanted to do the path if I had explained the specifics of it to them. Mm. However, I knew that if they did it, they would enjoy it. Realistically, it's not that much harder than the ones that they've already done. Mm -hmm. Therefore. I was deciding, being older and wiser than them, that it would that they would like it and they, they would enjoy it. Yeah. So and look, I think it was a net positive. You made a pretty executive decision there. <laughs> and it, around people's capacity for fear. Mm-hmm. Which I can see why they might have been not liked that. Mm-hmm. Um But but like okay, fine. You you know and you think you know. But you don't necessarily know whether or not someone on that hike has a deep abiding fear of heights. Yeah, but they wouldn't be going on a hike. On a hike and, uh, and, dude, they've done hikes where if that were the case, they would not be down. I knew that they had done this hike, which therefore made me feel confident. Yes. Being but like, let's do this one. Are you down? I think that, uh, you know, your job, your your. So what what you're allowed to do as the guide, as the spiritual leader of a quest <laughs> like this, is to provide the group with the information and say, this is the deal. I'm giving you everything. If you want to do it, let's do it. It's going to be really fun. I think you can do it. But intentionally omitting the severity of parts of the hike so as to coerce unknowingly these people that's aggressive i could see why they might be a little miffed it can go either way if you want to because it's not i didn't definitely do that i was like there's a couple steep parts true 
they didn't need to bring a carabiner. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like I handed them a rope mm-hmm. at the beginning of the hike and was like, oh, you're going to need this. You I know guess, what I mean? I guess it's, it's a question of, you know, ha- has anyone ever not been told uh, something that, the you know, let's say that you, let's say that you knew if you had told them, guys, at one point there's going to be this really steep part. You knew that they would all bail. I don't think so. And I, to be honest, I think I even said that. I just think that like people who have not hiked out there that much don't know what is going to happen in a hike. Be- Maybe so. But let's, okay. We, okay. we could use anything. Fine. We could use something other than hiking. We could okay. use, fine, fine, you know, fine. whitewater rafting, yes. whatever. Okay. Uh, and you knew... The, that there was a part that would probably dissuade people from wanting to do it, but you withheld that information. I don't know that I would have been able to explain it. I guess my, my question would be though, how often does the group that makes it through that because they have no, they can't go back mm-hmm. at that point. They're already committed. How often do they thank the person for pushing them outside of their comfort zone you know, often I think uh, really. So okay, I think that I don't know if that's I don't know. Zach Mitchell was thrilled that he'd gotten through it. He's like, dude, thanks for doing that. I didn't even know I could do that. Okay, so there's one. Yeah. The uh, the other two, both were like, we're happy that we did it, but we probably wouldn't want to do it again. And the guy, I might, I might be wrong about this. He kept sort of like projecting his fear onto his girlfriend, uh-huh. who like didn't seem scared, and he was like, be careful. He was like, brave. he was like making sure she didn't fall. She like wasn't going to fall. Uh, like he was clearly the one who was scared in my opinion, <laughs> not to throw him under the bus. He'll uh-huh. probably get pissed at me for that. But dude, uh, yeah, I just think, I don't know, dude. Cause all right, Jay Chapman, you know, Jay Chapman, you didn't direct yes. your, your special, yeah. right? Okay. When I go to LA, I'll go to visit him where he lives in Pasadena area and he'll take me on a hike. And these hikes are fucking insane. They're like crazy, but like, uh-huh. that's what hiking is. You know what I mean? Well, There's no ropes. I still have my tennis shoes on. I might step in a brook by accident and have mm-hmm, wet feet. Mm-hmm. But at the end, there's like a gold mine. There's a literal mine. And we're now we're inside a mountain. And like, it's cool. it takes three hours. And like, you know what I mean? That's like what hiking is. Well, okay. So that's where, all right. You're, in, in my opinion, no offense. <laughs> I think you are losing a little bit of perspective because you're, you're defining hikes based on a, a massive experience of hikes. Mm-hmm. You have a treasure trove of hikes under your belt. I you've guess, got a I you've guess. got a ma- major library, so you're you know what a really hard hike is. But a really hard hike to you mm-hmm. might mean something very different from a really hard hike totally. to someone else. Totally. And that isn't even to say that uh, their hike is easy, or it's just that they don't know how much harder it could be. Right. It's true. True, true. And I was not being, maybe I wasn't being sensitive to that, but they asked me, should we hike? I wasn't like, you guys want to hike? Let's go hike. Mm -hmm. They're like, should we hike? And I was like, yeah. In fact, you guys did Runyon. Now you should try this one in Griffith Park Mm -hmm. because you've never done that. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about our favorite beverage. What's that? Hangover. That's my favorite too. I had a feeling you were going that way. (laughs) I had a feeling. And in fact, we're not holding them in our hands right now because we are out. We are plumb out. We're waiting on our uh, new shipment. We like them so much that we can't even keep them in stock. And by in stock, I mean in our pantry. 
Dude, my favorite thing is I'll be sitting on the couch and I'm like, man, I want something. I want something fun. <laughs> and I just like, can't think of anything. I'm like, oh my God, I have hangover. That's such a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. for me, usually it's like uh, something sexual. But uh, <laughs> for you, a beverage, if that if that scratches that itch, I wish I were you. It sure does. My favorite yeah. thing, I'll take one of those big ice cubes that they like use with Japanese whiskey mm. and I'll put that in a glass and then I watch my favorite flavor, the wake, crack and pour over that ice cube and I use a glass that is the perfect capacity for the exact amount of ounceage that is in a hangobi. Uh, I watch the beautiful pink color fill up to the top, and then I sip my favorite functional beverage. What a wonderful sort of uh, parallel for the depletion of the polar ice cap and the habitat <laughs> for the polar bears. I am more of an essential guy. Okay, I, I like you. the essential. It's I think delicious. it's got that nice little zest to it. cardamom. Something, something. I like that. I like the way it plays games with your tongue. You're like, ooh. Totally. They're bouncing those taste buds. Uh, it's yeah. incredibly delicious. Tons of vitamins. Super good for you it's amazing yeah if you like a drink that gives you a nice little pick you up uh and it also just makes you feel good in general hang is the drink for you Bingo. if you go to hangobi.com and use promo code oops i'm hung you will get 30 percent off your order 30 percent it's a big boy that's a chunky chunky monkey <laughs> Hangobi is spelled h-a-n-g-o-b-i yeah uh, if you want that chunky chunky monkey yeah 30 percent off oops i'm hung at checkout uh go get yourself some hangobi let us know if you like it. We certainly do. How um how do you feel about quarreling with Hillary in front of other people? It just depends who it is. And it depends. I prefer not to. There's definitely been times where we've done it and I regret it. Uh, where maybe it was like a little... And it was never anything like that bad. But there have been times where I regret it. But other times it's fine. Mm. If I'm just like, what, Hillary? What? Like something like that. Like that doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah, I think you're. Uh, one thing that w- one thing that we have, which is nice, is that um, if you have a tense moment with a significant other, it's very easy to paint over that with humor, which diffuses the tension for the rest of the people. Right. And they think, oh well, this is just how they speak to each other. It's a little more clipped, a little more terse, mm-hmm. but it's. Uh, there's a, a a balm uh of of humor which mm-hmm. soothes the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not fight in front of other people ever. But not too long ago, we had a moment that was probably our closest. Mm. And you know, Sierra does not like when I talk shit. Or anyone talks shit. She hates it, mm. which is such a credit to her. I agree. Um, she doesn't like being around it. She doesn't like hearing it. Uh, and I and I. This is not a me seeing my fiance through rose colored lenses. No, no. It's, she has like a, an allergic reaction. She's a straightforward kid. Straightforward cat. Yeah, can't can't handle it when people talk shit about other people who aren't there. Um and what a great personality it's great it's awesome it's a very good example that i wish you know i took more to heart but we were we were i was we were i was in a car in an uber with sierra and two other people we were going somewhere else and someone had sent me a venmo for something i had paid for a bill um and they didn't send me very much. 
they did not send me the old, I'll send you 25 when they owe you 75. Yeah. And I started talking about this and I was like, well, I mean, what, what is this amount even like how, how did they do their math and arrive at that being their share of that bill, uh-huh. you know? And I'm like, Oh, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. And I'm just voicing this out loud. And Sierra turns to me and she's like, did you tell them how much they owed? And I was like, no. And then she goes, so then why are you complaining about it? Mm, and wow, I was dude, like, she big dog you hard. Damn. Oof. Damn. Go back in your cage. It, it might have even been like, <laughs> so then you should stop complaining about it. It, it was like, it was a, it was Oof. a, it was an eyelash away from shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was an eyelash from shut the fuck up. Then shut the fuck up. I was That's great. so utterly neutered <laughs> in front of two other people oh and God. an Uber driver. Um, <laughs> and I just sat there kind of in shame and <laughs> with the sting of this Ouch. of this reprimand, you know, the the hairs on my neck. Uh, sort of pins and needles that that so that the the glow of of blood rushing up to my cheeks, and when we got for the rest of that Uber ride, I was thinking, my God, when we get back to the hotel room, I'm gonna tell her <laughs> she can't talk to me that way. <laughs> you know what? Who does she think she is? And uh, we got back to the hotel room and. Fortunately, by that point, I had, uh, you know, calmed down a little bit. But I said to her, I said, you know, I don't talk to you that way in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't really back off her point, which surprised me. Because I think that saying that to someone, so if it's true, is a pretty uh, deflating thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I wouldn't speak to you that way. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. We don't we don't do that. We don't uh we don't knock each other down in front of other people. Me and you? Like you I'm saying engine? she right. and I. Okay. Or if you say that to your significant other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but she was like I had just reached my my threshold for shit talking and you know that about me and you were continuing to do it and you know and I was like fine. Tell me that you know nudge me give me a give me like a not whatever she's like all right we can do that going forward but you know you know this about me and i don't know it was a it was a very good communicating moment but uh it was the first time in a long time maybe ever where i had been straight up dikembe mutumboed by my fiance into the 10th row i mean she knocked my head off into the upper deck damn dude and i was like I am a bitch. <laughs> I'm a little bitch boy. Look at me. Dude, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, I have learned that some like, okay, so I have known I don't necessarily mind like fighting in front of other people as long as it's not like what you described like a complete vibe ruiner. Which, you know, yeah, as long as you're not like ruining the night. If I, if we're like with another couple, we're not going to get into a huge fight. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If we like bicker a tiny bit, I don't. I don't. If you were to do it, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, and therefore, if I am to do it, I don't feel like I'm bothering people. Who knows? Maybe I'm missing the mark on that. But I have learned that you should be careful about who you're doing it in front of. 
Why do you say that? Well, you know, it just depends. Some people are a little less. Some people kind of think about it for too long. Maybe uh-huh. you know, you never know how it might impact someone's perception of your relationship. Yeah, and you don't want to misrepresent your relationship to people. No, you know they have this small sample size of things, and then all of a sudden they just think something about you. You don't want that. So I kind of have like I know who I feel comfortable doing it in front of, and who I don't at this point. Are are we people that you feel comfortable fighting in front? Not of? Not really, because I know that you don't like that. But like, <laughs> do you know that I don't like that because of this conversation? No, I, you've talked about it before. I have. Uh-huh. On the podcast? Mm-hmm. Other people fighting? Oh, yes, in front of you and how you hate it. Uh. So, like, we would never... <laughs> so, be- because I know that, I'd be less likely to. But, dude, I- we're not fighting all the time. Like, there's a couple times that I can think of where we, like, got into a big fight, like, with other people around. And, like... Really? Like, kinda. And, like... Have you ever called her a bitch? No. Never. Not even in private. Yeah. I've never said anything bad to her like that. Like we've gotten into, well, I don't know. Like I've never been like, you're a bitch. Like I've never said like a blanket fucked up statement. Like I'm sure I've said some, I've said like rude, hurtful things in the heat of our worst fights ever. Yeah. As like we've said to each other, I'm sure, you know what I mean? But like the only times that I can pinpoint where we got into like a big fight when there were other people around, like they were like, I was like on mushrooms or something. And like, oh. and they like went sideways on me. Goodness! And it wasn't. I'm not saying it was my fault, but like, the fight, a fight that wouldn't have happened, maybe continued to happen because of the lack of sobriety. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's usually the way it is. And you know, whatever. But dude, we are not a fighting. We're not a fighting couple at all. I'm literally thinking of all the fights we've ever gotten in right now as uh-huh. my example. I think that one of the reasons why, look, it's easy to say when you're hanging out with other people and you and your significant others start having a little tiff that people should have the threshold of the capacity to endure that, you know, come it just on, de- it be an adult. Like what's, this is nothing. We're not doing, you know, you've seen fights before. It's fine. Right. But the flip side is people love hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. When we have the occasion to be hanging out with you guys, whether it's out to dinner or doing something social, we're looking forward to that. Likewise. And if in the middle of that, this event that we have gotten excited about because we don't get out of the house that often, these are our dear friends, the cool Julio and Hillary, (laughs) the cool kids. If all of a sudden you guys were to start fighting, it has the dual effect of being uncomfortable in the moment because you know what the fuck are you supposed to do as the watching couple and dude oh yeah are you supposed to interrupt are you supposed to try to referee are you supposed to let it happen and then change the subject are you supposed to get up and go to the bathroom what are you supposed to do okay so it would never it's never happened right for a reason that would never happen i would never be at a thing with you two and get into a fight i would be like this will ruin everybody's night yes my night's ruined i'm gonna pretend that it's not because I don't want anybody else's night to be ruined. That that is how you handle that. But if it's like if say it's like a big group yeah. where it's not as then you can maybe start the fight and then continue it elsewhere and then try to make like there's ways you know there's a reason why that's never happened before right. with you. You know what I mean? agree. And and I I wasn't saying that it, it of course, had. Of course. But you know, I do think that um it's a very selfish thing for a couple 
to not remove themselves Agreed. on a night out with other couples or an, another couple uh, and go have their fight out in another place, the yeah. street or whatever, so that the people who are there can continue to enjoy themselves, even though they know that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And it's a bummer, but at least it's not dominating the air. Totally. Inappropriate. Not cool. Dude, I've so I've I've talked about this in the pod before. Um, but I have done that before. I've ruined everybody's night before <laughs> with an old girlfriend. <laughs> it's my friend's birthday dinner that I threw for him. And we just got into a humongous fight at the group dinner table. Why didn't you get up and say, let's go talk about this somewhere else? I don't know. I wish I had. Live and learn. So anyway, I'm looking at her and we're fighting. And like, for some reason, I just didn't think the other people were noticing. And there was a moment where I just like looked and the other 10 people at the table were silent looking at us fighting. <sighs> One of my best friend's birthday was too, which I apologized to him later. Whatever. This girl were you really yelling sh- at each other. Gaslighter. Were you yelling? Not like screaming, but yes. Closer to yelling than not. Yeah. Dude, brutal. That's tough. Which, so it's funny now that we bring this up because we have the wedding that we thought we weren't invited to. So two of my ex-girlfriends will be at that wedding. Um, wow. And one of them is actually staying in the house with us. <laughs> with oh my gosh. <laughs> which, oh my gosh. And if you ask me, how do you feel about that? My answer is, I don't give a fuck. But. Does Hillary care? No. But like, it is funny. It's just, it's a thing potentially. You know what I mean? That. Because you guys used to fight. This is the one that you had to fight with at the dinner? One of them I have a really, I have a very good post dating relationship with. We don't really talk, but like, we've never had anything but nice interaction since. We've been friends. She's a boy. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. The one who I used to fight with a lot will also be there, um, who I'm not really on good terms with. Um, and she's the one staying in the house. No, the one I have wow. a good relationship with is the one staying in the house. I see. But it's just an interesting thing. So, Hillary's fine with it, but I don't, I'm not poo-pooing the, uh, sort of stakes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's not ideal for her. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. She's going to go, but it's not ideal. It would be better potentially if it, right. but I don't want to be the guy who's like, we're not staying in the house. Right. I can't give, I can't put that out there. And I also, I actually sincerely don't care. But I think it'll be, I'm, I'm looking forward to it being a good opportunity to me, for me to be really uh, sympathetic to, you know, Hillary's needs mm-hmm. in a situation like that, to champion her. That's kind of a subtle flex. That's a subtle flex where your ex-girlfriend, who, who's probably all these years been like, I used to date this guy who was the worst. He would do this and this, and he never did this, and he didn't talk to me about this and didn't listen to me. And then you're there and you're doing all that stuff for Hillary (laughs) and you're a changed man. And then she thinks, oh, it wasn't him. It was me. She knows it was her. She does? Yeah. That's a big assumption. No, I'm telling you she knows. Well, how do you know? Because I know. It was a through line of our relationship. It was like that kind of gaslighting behavior. I just can't like... It's me. Like, I don't deserve like that. All that bullshit. She would say that to you? Kind of. Like, she would do something fucked up and then, like, do pull that card. Like, I told you that I wasn't good enough t- to handle somebody who's as good as you. Like, the shit somebody says when they just don't like you anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. Whatever. Dude, she knows it was her, 
but like I don't know. I wonder if we if we had her on the pod, would she know that it was her? Is yeah, the big question. Yeah. Yeah. Man, people are narcissists. Bro, I'm telling you. That's her whole move. Her whole play is to do that. She like I promise. But even you. if she admitted it to you, it doesn't mean that she would she would say it to other people. She might say something like, I just said that because I knew it was what he wanted to hear. No, no. She might be like, you know, I was just never as into him as he was into me or something. She might like say some shit like that. But I don't think that she would say that. She, I don't think she would like blame me. Mm. You know? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Who knows? Like, I don't give a shit. Well, I finally got a restock of my oops, beans, and by God, are my mornings better. Oh, man. It's we're We're fresh, baby. Dude, it's the ultimate. Like you know how when you're you're consuming a product and you look at the packaging while you're while you're doing that. That's it. Seeing you and I just sitting there staring back at us. Our two gotta love it. Grinning mugs on a <laughs> delicious tin of top tier artisanal coffee makes dude, me think we've made it. Our ship has come in. Dude, absolutely. This is without a doubt one of the trendiest podcast partnerships that's ever occurred yeah you don't see joe rogan on the on the coffee no you sure don't No, i don't know what he's doing but nothing that cool <laughs> not brooklyn roasting company yeah, sucks to suck uh <laughs> we are absolutely in love with our beloved brooklyn roasting company oops beans coffee which you can get at brooklynroasting.com and use promo code oops beans that'll get you five percent off boy is this stuff good Custom coffee blend that uses the best of Ethiopia and Indonesia. From East Africa and Indonesia, soft and sweet with luscious berry notes complementing rich, roasty chocolate and smoke character. Oh, hell yeah. That's us to a T, my friend. That's us to a T, brother. Get some Brooklyn Roasting Company Oops Beans today. BrooklynRoasting.com. Promo code Oops Beans. Enjoy it. Do you ever ever catch yourself acting like a psychopath? Yeah. You ever catch yourself acting in a way where you realize, oh, I'm only doing this because I think that's what they want. Oh. I'm I'm acting this way or I'm talking to someone that's in a way that though. is out of character for me, but simply because I know that their opinion of me or that I can get something from them. I don't think that that's being a psychopath. That's just like being good socially, potentially. Like uh, you're hanging out with a comedian a, who has a very rigid personality. You like try your best to like find common ground with them because you can and they can't. I do that all the time, dude. I don't stray completely from who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and any time, if I ever catch myself like doing something that is just like, okay, you need to like reel it back in. Well, I try to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Is there something that's coming to mind? What for you? No, for you. Uh, what, what made you bring that up? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's weird. I used to do it more because who I was was not great yet. Like if I just showed everyone all my colors you normally, right. they wouldn't. It wouldn't have been okay. <laughs> I didn't have my shit together. I didn't have my way? impulses under control. Oh. I didn't know where the line was in terms of humor. I didn't, uh, I would say things without realizing how offensive they might have been. I mean, it wasn't like oh, so much of a wreck, but you know, I, you'd, I'd find out after the fact that someone had been offended by something I'd said or that someone didn't like me and I'd be shocked and hurt. 
And then and that happens enough times where you're like, oh, I got to rewrite my playbook a little bit. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, there was this convergence of, I think, awareness where I reeled my behavior in, but also realized how people do like you to be Mm. where those two things kind of met and became one naturally. And now I wouldn't be able to say that I'm putting on airs versus just behaving. And that could be called growing up, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think I'm, I have, yeah, exactly. Of what? Yeah. We've talked about this before. It's somebody. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. You're, you're online, but what? Did we? Can I try? It's psychopath versus sociopath, right? Psychopath is less bad than sociopath. Psychopath is somebody who uh, does not feel empathy. And they have a general understanding of how human beings uh, respond to emotions and things. And so they, they, they can emulate those things and put on those things for their own personal gain, but they don't feel it themselves. Whereas a sociopath is somebody who acts maliciously. Sociopath is somebody who hurts animals. Correct. I'll be honest. Let me just read the definition because I'm confused by it too. So psychopath is, uh, describes a set of personality traits and behaviors frequently associated with the lack of emotional sensitivity and empathy Impulsiveness, superficial charm, and insensitivity to punishing consequences. And then a sociopath. Hates people. There's, there's more evil behind sociopathy. There's, it, you, they enjoy pain. They, you know. That yeah. Shit. A person with a personality disorder manifesting, manifesting itself in extreme Antisocial attitudes and behavior and a lack of consciousness. Got it. Yeah. Is that? There it is. Does that work? Yeah. You All know, right. Ryan, good. <laughs> um, um, dude, so we have, we have an email actually that ties into the exit of wedding uh, situation. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, we don't give a fuck. And I don't see it being like a big discussion topic. You know what I mean? Which is the way that it should be. What are you saying? What? I'm saying going to a wedding where your ex is going to be at. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, more than one ex certainly magnifies sort of or intensifies what it could be, but I, it will still be nothing. How do you feel really quick? How do you feel when you're in a place where you know that someone who used to date Hillary is there? I don't care at all. I don't even know much about that, to be honest. I, know, I only know of two people. This is a good point. I don't know any of... Sierra's exes. No, I don't know and I don't care. I don't as far as I know. know, she was a virgin when she met me. <laughs> I don't need to know. Uh, I don't really need to know. I don't care. Correct. That's exactly how But I feel. yeah, her ex, her one ex-boyfriend who's like a recent ex-boy, the, the recent one uh, I know about him, seems like a seems like a cool dude, honestly. Mm. Um, Would you ever want to be friends with him? Or is that I'm not op- possible? I'm, op- I'm open to it. I'd be open to what it. What if you guys started just hanging out? Would that might, bother her? I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> not not just because it would just be maybe weird. I, I'm not Let me really ask sure. you something. If you took him on a hike, would he complain? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Probably not. He might not. Being the pal of yours that he is. He, he's supposed to be a very likable guy. 
from what I've heard. Ah. Very, very likable. Everybody likes him, lights up the room when he walks in. Wow. Uh, Southern gentleman, you know? Uh, would it bother you more if you knew that he had broken up with her instead of her breaking up with him? Listen, one man's trash is another man's treasure, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I forget the specifics of their arrangement at the end, um, but no, the answer is no. Got it. Well played. That's a very grown-up... Do you uh, care? Would you care? Um... Not really. I've I've defined my feelings for Sierra independent of whatever she might have had in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel my way. I appreciate her my way. I I don't know what at this point someone could come forward and tell me about her that would really alter my view of her uh for the worse. Totally. I mean, if I found out that she was just orchestrating like mass gangbangs <laughs> on a nightly basis. I wouldn't love that. One frat to the next. <laughs> I wouldn't love that. You know, oh, she's here, everybody. Get your dicks out. You know, I don't know that I'd love that. But what would I do? I don't know that I would do any. I mean, you know. I wouldn't we, do anything. I don't think we, we would lose our deposit for the band. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> that 400 you know, Sigma Chi Peens is worth the cost of losing the deposit on the band. Well, dude, listen, you might want to lose that deposit on the band because when she sees those five male band members together, it might Uh bring back the memories of the good old days, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. (laughs) Rusty tromboning the trombonist. Um, No, I, you know, I think short of like severe criminal uh, record... (laughs) And activity, perhaps killing somebody. I, I, I don't know, but I, I also just think she'd be able to explain it in a way where it was like, "Look, this is who I was. I made mis- totally. <laughs> I made mistakes. I used to." You know, she's like, you know what? Honestly, though, it wasn't a mistake. It was thrilling. Yeah, if she owned it, then I'd be like, I'm gonna have to keep an <laughs> okay, eye on that. Okay, Let's cool, keep you away cool. from uh, highways Big for groups, a long time. Concerts. Yeah. Um. All right. Sorry. Wait. No. No. It's okay. But um. No, 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 but this, this reminded me of something that I wanted to, oh, okay. So I think one thing that guys are afraid of is like this idea that like got people they know will know stuff that like, like when you're not in the room, they'll be like, you know, she used to, (laughs) she used to, (laughs) and I think that people are afraid of that. And I think it it follows them. I think, I know, I don't think you grow out of that. I know some like people who are older who like, will be like, yeah, but you know, you don't want your girl to be the girl who everyone talks about, you know? Yeah. And what I would say is that those people that are talking are wrong. That's what Hillary's, Hillary's dad, cool as a cucumber. That's what I picture him saying. I'd be like, yeah, but they're saying not that we'd be talking about this, but like if in general, this idea that like, yeah, but she did this and they're talking about it. He'd be like, well, they would be wrong. And I'd be like, Oh, I like that. Well, I don't understand why, why okay, is I- it just wrong? Because the idea, like, the idea that like people who are talking about your, the past of your girlfriend matters is insane. Like giving, like, why are people doing that? As if that's like, they have one up on you. They're like, <laughs> right, right. Like, that's insane. If you think about that, why is, would that negatively impact? That's the reason why you are souring on your girlfriend because you know that somebody knows about something. It's ridiculous. Agreed. Agreed. You know? I have, uh, I think, a, a strange 
defense mechanism, which is to just assume the worst. <laughs> so if I assume in my mind that before I met Sierra, that she was out there, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, it, it was only when she met me that she finally <laughs> got her that's the narrative you got written. her life under control and stopped shooting heroin in her feet and <laughs> you know uh whatever else that that anything anyone could tell me i'd be like yeah i mean whew, you should you think that's bad you should hear some of the stories i've cooked up in my brain like that's nothing and then be like oh he knew that and he's okay with it wow this is one of the most secure people i've ever met <laughs> You know, assume the worst. Wait, but you don't actually do that, right? I think that, <laughs> I think that, you know, no, I'm not assuming that she was out there doing heroin or like having cray cray. crazy group sex with tons of dudes. I I think that my, my reality is I'm aware uh, that she, you know, had boyfriends and, and all this. And first of all, it's none of my business, but that, you know, as long as you kind of arrive in adulthood in one piece mm-hmm. with your with a job and uh I don't know things that aren't gonna just follow you from the past, and that would be a criminal record or a right. drug habit or alcoholism whatever um health things, then who gives a shit yeah. who gives a shit? Everyone deserves a, a blank slate. But uh, you're you're just speaking hypothetically. I don't want this to seem as if you're literally talking about. No, because you're not. And, I'm not, and I could see how somebody. I just want to make. But sure I think that it's clear. I think that I think that the, the 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 other side to assume that the person you've met when you're 28, 29 years old, and that you end up marrying, was a pristine saint who never had you know a toenail awry or never made a, had a one night stand or was just a, a monogamous serial dater from one person to the next and uh, broke up for always the right re- whatever. Like that's, is that's just as fanciful as, uh, as assuming that someone was out there running through the yeah, football team. Right, right, right. Totally. Extreme. And so, you know, I, I, I don't subscribe to either, you know, fucking nonsense notion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle yeah. and that's fine that's i don't, I don't, I don't think about it right in the middle baby yeah gee i was wearing my my rule of threads joggers the other day oh hell yeah and i took a peek down at my ankle cuff game <sighs> strong you know, my ankle package as my buddy wiley would say <laughs> and let me tell you something it gave me confidence nice dude. the way that the the cuff of those joggers falls against a nice pair of sneakers sick is nothing short of exemplary ankle package uh presentation swag yeah i uh, felt cool i felt like uh the way that you and chris probably feel when you guys talk about rappers <laughs> and i'm always like that's cool i don't know that dude clean premium menswear basics dude that's it the, so best. the best the best apparel stuff. everything answering all you need all your menswear needs at rule of threads it is super nice the t-shirts fit perfectly every time. If yeah. you ever buy one and you want to go back and buy some more, you're not going to have to sift through page after page of, oh, this is our Hawaiian cut. This is our 
California cut. No, it's you're going to find the tea you loved and you're going to get some more of those. Yeah, that's great. And I did. I was wearing them on the plane. Flew Delta One. Just throwing that in there. Must be nice. When I as I had reclined to my horizontal bed while wearing my Rule of Threads pants, I thought. I have reached the pr- the pinnacle of travel. Yeah, I bet you did. And this I bet is you as that, good as it gets. That stewardess was probably bringing you extra cocker spaniels because of how good you looked. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. Yeah. When she saw that the army green joggers, she was probably like, ooh, Kai. Yeah, the army green is my fave. It's a nice color, man. NGL. So um, that's not going to lie uh, in text I, speak. I appreciate uh, that. Go to <laughs> com, and we're using promo code. Oops. 20% off. That's 20% off to start your new wardrobe. Very Don't solid. Delay. Very good. Get in there. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Okay. Well, whatever. This is an email about exit a wedding thing, which I think uh, nice. our listeners would appreciate. Okay. So this is an am I the asshole situation. Uh, I recently attended my best friend's wedding. I'm the best. I was the best man. He invited my ex from college. They were great friends in college, but I know for a fact that they didn't talk much after we had broken up. My ex and I were very serious for five years, two of which were out of college, and it ended with her cheating on me with another guy that we attended college with. He was her plus one at the wedding. When we saw each other at the wedding, we exchanged pleasantries, but this quickly came to an end when I started to ask about her family. I got to be very close to their family, uh, to, to the point where some relatives still reach out to me to this day, unknowing to her. Uh, her new boyfriend was close by, and I think that bothered her stating that I went too far when I asked about her sister by name. Am I the asshole here? Should I have just pretended we didn't have a past? When I asked my buddies about it, they were 50-50 on me being a dick about it. How should someone navigate the exit of wedding in a social setting? This is really good. This is a really, really nuanced question. Dude, to me, like the 50% of his buddies who thought he was wrong, I can't imagine why they would say that he was wrong. Yeah, I, I I don't think help me understand. I don't that. think being a dick is the right way to characterize it. I think that's way too strong. But uh, there is definitely an element of when you when you see an ex at a wedding, they are with their new boyfriend. If you start bringing up, how's How's Laura doing? Did she get her uh, nur- nurse practitioner certification? How's uh, how's little 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 frou frou? You know, is he keeping his hair short or long for the summer? I know you guys. Uh, I know Margaret, your mom, would love to get him groomed, but your dad was always like, "That makes him look silly." Um, what about Tiny Tim? Yeah, you are in a way remarking your territory. Uh-huh. It's as if you're like reminding her. And but and by extension, him or if he's around, definitely him. You were once there, mm-hmm. and you once occupied the seat that he now enjoys. And there is a to me a little bit of a lack of propriety there, um, where it's like, listen, we both know what we used to do, and we both know that we used to have we used to be involved, and like let's flip flip the shoe, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that. The wedding you're heading to. You're with Hillary. Your ex-girlfriend comes up, starts asking you about your parents, starts mm-hmm. asking you about, you know, so this is the, the stuff that they knew about so, in front of her. Yeah, yeah. It, somehow the element that she cheated on him with this new guy and he's being, he's taking the high road and being nice and asking about her family 
in that situation, somehow it feels like he, it's okay for him to mm. do that. I, I don't think it matters. You don't think so? I don't think it matters. In, in some ways, it might even come off as like him trying too hard to prove that he's not mm. mad at her anymore. Interesting. Uh, and, and I don't know that we need that. You know, the, the, clearly the relationship ended poorly. So yeah, Move it's, on. it's a good question. I'm wondering now if, you know, of the two exes, one of them knew, knows my family and I know hers and you know, we dated for many years. So if she were to come up and we're hanging and, and she started asking me about my brother or my parents, I wonder if that's my, my first thought is that it's fine. But then I guess, is it what you want to be talking about and who you want to be talking to in that situation? What else You're already I... on edge that they're there. I'm not. Fine. Let's revert Let's to the is. email. Okay. Okay. For the... Okay, fine, fine. But the the woman knows that she cheated on this guy, mm -hmm. right? She's probably a little bit ashamed of it. Okay. Maybe she's tried to bury it, but here he comes. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a specter out of the skeleton closet of her past. <laughs> you know, creeping and crawling towards her with a tequila soda in his hand <laughs> and a big grin on his face as if to say, you didn't hurt me that bad. Remember that time we... Uh... Yeah, I'm still coming. <laughs> I'm still here. You thought you'd buried me wrong. Um, and, you know, I think that the last thing she wants is for him to display his Jeopardy knowledge of her personal life. Mm, interesting. Um, if you're going to have a conversation, and I guess with the uh, the other boyfriend being in the vicinity, also yeah. makes it. If you're gonna have a conversation, it needs to stick to the most basic pleasantries, and if anything, it should be about new material. Like, where are you? What are you been working now? What are you doing? What are you doing now? I don't know anything about your life now. I'm removed i haven't kept tabs on you we don't know each other anymore yada mm. yada in a way it reminds me of the scene in meet the parents when owen wilson like yes has, it's not as bad that is that is hard to argue for yeah. this is a little more nuanced like you said but this idea of like bringing up this kind of like grand history you guys have this past yeah it definitely makes somebody feel insecure yeah. yeah and and also kind of um I don't want to say like yeah. bringing up the past and making it seem like it was more than it was, mm -hmm. you know, boy, we had some good times. <laughs> like, how's your family? I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, get in, the fuck out of yeah. here. Inappropriate in front of the partner. I still kind of think though, like this guy didn't give a fuck about him when he was banging his fucking girlfriend. To me, it's like, you kind of get a little bit more of leniency, but I agree. Two wrongs but don't then, make a right. Fine. Then you're talking about the guy making some kind of power move. It's almost vengeful. Okay, like I see, I hear, she, yeah. she yeah. cheated on me. Now I'm going to come and right. assert myself guy, and yeah. make him uncomfortable. And you'd hope all those years down the road at a wedding, someone else's wedding that you'd be above that mm -hmm. you don't need to make them feel bad you don't need to dredge up the the, the demons of the past yeah, yeah. so i'm wondering yeah because okay if you bump into your ex 
who's like your ex, like your fucking was your girlfriend and they know all this shit about you. Of course you're going to talk about the past, right? If it's just you two bumping into each other or whatever. I guess when your new partners are there, it's very important to establish that that relationship is the most important relationship by far to the point where like, we're not even going to come close to violating it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly right. For the sake of your, your current relationship, you, you don't want to put on display that you once had a similar connection with somebody. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's it's you're right. You're definitely right. Actually, dude, I've been really enjoying Daggrass products. Um, hey, man, it's been really a, a nice switch to what I consider to be a gentler uh, experience than the full blown THC. Dude, Charlie, I went to a couple Met Gala parties. You did? I sure did. Are you kidding? Nope. And after I went to the Sha- I went to Sean Mendez's. Met I Gala love Sean Mendez. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a lovely fella. Yeah. Uh, afterward, you know, we'd had a couple couple brewskis. Yeah. We decided to unwind like adults, smoking some nice CBD to the face, Ooh, dude. Ooh, little CB doozy. Little CB dooski. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's great. You know, like kind of unwinding like a like a grown man who yeah. has stuff to do the next day. It's that gentle, gentle euphoria that comes over you like the tide. <laughs> That's really nice, Francis. Yes. That's quite nice. Uh, dude, it's really, really good stuff. And now they have a tincture, too. Yep. Which anytime I'm kind of sitting there bored, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to drop a drop ski of the old tinky. Couple droppers under the tongue. All Daggrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. And to be clear, it is smokable uh, hemp, CBD, and it is literally like smoking a joint. It's just not weed that's going to make you super... Paranoid, paranoid, and you know, lost, schizophrenic, and questioning scared, yourself, yeah. questioning everything you've ever done in your life. So right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners twenty percent off of your first order when you go to dadgrass.com/oops. Go to dadgrass.com/oops for twenty percent off your first order. That's dadgrass.com/oops. Think about this. Here's here's a here's a comparison. You buy a new house. You buy a house, right? You and Hill Dog buy a house together. Mm-hmm. You make some renovations. You decorate it. You furnish it. You plant daffodils in the garden. And it's your home. It's our first home. You carry her over the, the, the threshold of the door in your arms. You pop champagne at the island counter with the, uh, the limestone slab that you sourced from upstate where the shipping costs were through the roof due to the heaviness but it's it's local marble and my god it doesn't stain and it, it, we don't have to wipe it with with a specific spray just do water it's amazing this is our home that's good this has our dna laced into it and all of a sudden one day the previous owners of the home ring your doorbell oh we used to live here ah amazing and they come in into the home you invite them in well would you like to have a cup of tea sure sure we were just stopping through and they start talking about everything that they used to do in the home uh, this is where our dude this, this our is funny but this is not a, this is not the comparison <laughs> well how about this they're like they're like we used to have mm, you guys using the bedroom to the, the fullest of its capabilities have you tried the outdoor porch? Yeah, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's when you're like, this is over the line. I don't need you reminding us that you guys used to live here and fornicate here and all that. Minus the fornicating description part. This is something my parents would do. They would go not. They're so nostalgic. They'd uh-huh. like go to a place and they literally might be like, oh, why'd you? Yeah. Why'd you do this with this room? I'd be like, guys, you need to stop. Dude, you know what's you know what's fucking wild? <laughs> I was born in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Where is that? It's like Pull it 45 up. minutes south of here. It's okay. on the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. Uh, Rumson, Red Bank, Little Silver, Atlantic Highlands. We lived in Atlantic Highlands. Both my parents are from this area uh, and grew up there, but didn't actually know each other weirdly. And then my de- they were my mom was living in the city. Actually, my mom was living in London, London when they met, and my dad was living in the city and reverse commuting out to work in New Jersey. Got it. And when they got married, uh, you know, had my sister and then had me. We were living in Atlantic Highlands, and I always knew the address of our home um, in Atlantic Highlands, just because. You know, that even as a three year old, like we live at this place, I knew mm. the number, but I never thought about I, I, mean, I have very fuzzy memories of that house because I was so young. We moved to Maine when I was four, but out of nowhere, the other day, I plugged in the address on Zillow and there's like pictures of the house. Oh, crazy. And that didn't exist for the first 15 20 years of my life and now i can actually go back and look at the floor plans that's crazy and the driveway and the fucking backyard and all this shit that in my mind was this very kind of fragmented fractious a lucid uh, dream yeah and now this this tool on the internet for real estate is bringing it back into focus what an what an amazing bridge to reconnect that's crazy dude i need to try that it's cool with my like childhood house yeah because it's the same i remember sort of like kind of where like the plants were in the backyard yeah sort of where my room was and there was a basement i think you know what i mean totally crazy bro yeah that's wild that was cool um all right we can do one more little email here before we get out yeah, bring us on with an email uh, this is i thought people will find industry Oh, sorry, interesting. Really quick. Ryan, you're a hockey fan, right? No? Damn. I was going to ask if you wanted that stick, but you said you're not a hockey fan. You don't, you're not keeping the stick? Well, I was going to give it to Ryan. <laughs> but why? But, but otherwise, you're going to keep it? or do you? Think- I'm going to keep it. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> if Ryan had said he really wanted it, I, I might have given it to you. But you don't want it at all. You know what, Ryan? A little bit of fucking appreciation. Yeah, but you said it in a way that was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, all right. All a right. lot of people were asking us about the laundry. People had things to say about the laundry situation. Yeah, that was an interesting that one. That was a good one. And by the way, I think that my buddy cracked the code on the whole, you're oh, the not girl. getting the wedding invite thing. Do you yeah. not agree with his? I don't know. I like... Then why I, would he call have me, given you? Because, dude, they call me G. I think he was like driving and just like saw. But it he quickly. sent her. She wouldn't have called his girlfriend's address. But she wouldn't have said your girlfriend. She knows her well enough that yeah. she would never say your girlfriend. The theory, if you heard 
a couple episodes ago was that Julia was wondering why he hadn't been invited to this wedding. The lady was like, did you not get our invite? And he was like, no, I didn't. She had asked one of Julio's friends, uh, what is Julio's address? What is G's address? And the guy sent her his girlfriend's address. And my friend thought mm-hmm. it's not a bad theory. that uh, the Julio's guy friend read the text that said, what's what's G's address and thought she meant to say, what's your GF's address? So, yeah. So the, the issue that I have with that is you would have to say, what's your GF's address, not what's G's address. But again, if you're driving, Fine. you totally. might you might make that text work however you think it's meant to be read. Totally. And I guess the, the end result was him thinking that he had asked about the girlfriend. Yeah. But like, I still don't understand how the fuck he arrived at that because she would never... And granted, like you said, he was, he would never, he clearly wasn't thinking about it this analytically, but she knows the girlfriend very well. So to call her, like, that would be like me asking you for your fiance's phone number instead of saying her name. It's amazing how on a consistent episodic level, we dive into something that is this semantic (laughs) and spend quite a lot of time puzzling over it. It's true. It's true. That's good. I wonder if it's as fun for the readers, to, the listeners to listen to as it is for us to hash out. I hope Give so. us this email. Um, okay. So anyway, I do think that is the prevailing theory, though. Mm. Uh, shout out to your boy for that. It's very smart. Uh, smart young man. Okay. So this is called Swedish Laundry Room System. Oh. Um, thought I'd show you the laundry room booking that is pretty standard here in Sweden. Ah, Sweden. The laundry free for all anarchy with your bro neighbors seems like a nightmare. Uh, there's always there's also web interface, so you don't actually have to physically go down there to book a time. So in Sweden, you literally book laundry room time. Wow! And, and they show us. The... He sent us a picture if it ever downloads. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here we go. This is amazing. And this guy's last mask. His name is Lund. L U N D. Valkommen. So this is how you book the uh, laundry. <laughs> it looks like a Duhar Bokat. <laughs> and he's booked his laundry time. Wild. That is fucking awesome. Wild, Dude, right? Sweden, Norway, and Finland are gee, with Hillary away, are you ordering in or have you been cooking for yourself like an adult boy? I gotta be honest, I prefer cooking when i'm cooking for hill dog because yeah. it gives me an opportunity i can feed off of the approval yeah you can yes i get you know? what you I, I know that feeling yeah which is why HelloFresh is so great dude that's the way it that's comes with way. specific pre-packaged ingredients with the exact amount that you need you can even even specify whether it's for two or four people uh and dude it's so helpful because they literally give you the exact amount of ingredients to make a roux Ooh. so now you have a specific little pack like, I would never be able to source the ingredients to make a roux. No, you wouldn't know a roux. <laughs> I would not be you able to. You wouldn't know a roux from a brew. <laughs> I wouldn't know a roux from a brew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I just, it's really nice. Like or I was a stew. Right, <laughs> stew would have been better. Dude, rock shrimp tempura. Oh. I'm making all this stuff that I've, I'm making a list of things that I've never made before all at once. Oh. I've never made any of these things. I've never even cooked rice. You don't know anything. And now I'm cooking rice, uh, a deep frying shrimp 
Making sauce? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the best, and it's 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant. You know that that's exact? That is a very scientific uh, percentage. Yeah, that's how I used to lie when I was a kid. I would throw out a very specific number and make people think, well, there's no way he could have made that up. Dude, it's cheaper than grocery shopping, and HelloFresh's new menu uh, release includes Mediterranean recipes that are filled with fresh fruits and veggies and nuts, olive oils, fiber-packed whole grains for nourishing balance. Uh, don't, for, don't forget to add items from the HelloFresh marketplace. HelloFresh makes cooking like a master simple for even the simplest brained morons. <laughs> like me. Like us, yeah. <laughs> Go to HelloFresh.com uh, slash oops16 and use code oops16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's uh, Go to HelloFresh.com slash oops16, use code oops16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. And Denmark are just the best. Operating on a different They are level. the best. I know everyone says that. It's probably tiresome. If you've never spent time over there, I would highly recommend going it. to one of those countries. And not to not to experience such culture shock, but just to witness how people who aren't that dissimilar from us, you know, it's a western democracy and people are going to work at the same time and all that but just to watch how they bicycle everywhere or the way that they spend time drinking their coffee and talking to people or the way that they dress up for a night out yeah these little nuances i mean you can people watch i've said it a hundred times people watching in sweden denmark these countries is a, a sight to behold they're people from the future dude they really are living in as close to utopian society as exists. I also like the 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 way that they speak English. I like the accent. They speak it really well. It's really good English. Yeah, and it's not uh, offensive. There was a guy I was walking Kojai this morning, and a French guy on a bicycle came up to me. He's, you know, he's wearing a bike helmet, and he's I think his wife had gone on a little ahead. And I I can do this. I can make fun of the French because I I speak French. <laughs> And it's not, therefore, not offensive because I've taken the time to learn their culture. Um, but he goes, uh, "Excuse me, uh, do you know this uh, neighborhood?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." And he goes, "Where is uh, the street where people take uh, the picture?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's like three blocks over." He goes, "Do you know the name?" And I was like, "I don't." You'll see people. You'll see lots of people taking pictures. He goes, ah, okay. And then he went on his way. <laughs> and I was, I remember like continuing to walk Koja and just being like, who taught him English? <laughs> like how thick was the accent on the person who taught him English? How is it that French people are so incapable of mimicking the sounds of English? I realize this is a very ignorant thing to say because obviously our <laughs> accents are different. The you know the way that the alphabet presents itself phonetically in English is fundamentally different from the way it is in French. And then French people would say, "Well, Americans have no ability to recreate our sounds, yeah, so it's equal, true. except for the fact that I speak very good French." And every fucking French person tells me, "My God, you sound just like us." So it is possible. And I also have met some French people that speak English very well. 
and have our sounds down. So I don't know what the answer is. Step it up, guy in the bike. Think about this. <laughs> Spanish. Step it up. Spanish people can speak English in such a way where you're like, I didn't have to fucking translate that busted English. I, <laughs> I, know, I got it. That's funny. I got it, yeah. right? Well, I will say this. Like Germans, a lot of the time, they either have like a really goofy accent or they don't sound like they have an accent at all. Yeah, so German. But it's similar to English. Because that's because English is a Germanic language. Right, right, exactly. Whereas the Romance languages are Latin-based. So that's what I'm wondering. Like the people who, the Romance language people speak each other's languages they better, tend to i yeah. think they tend to but i would also i would still say i would even say that italian people speak english better than french people the french english is ridiculous <laughs> it's so cartoonish and uh, uh what, what what would you say are some of yeah it's crazy uh, you know it sounds like they're stuck <laughs> they're just stuck on these <laughs> what uh like they've been punched in the gut what what um what are the english what are the languages where if you hear someone from that place speaking english you would say are very hard to understand i don't know dude i i don't know i just don't know like obviously I've, it's always varying degrees but yeah that's um it's it's hard to like pinpoint but like i don't know dude i, I yeah i just don't really know um i find uh i find indian english pretty easy to understand people who are from india who are speaking english i I don't typically tend to have a problem with that well to what degree is that how much it's like baked into their culture i don't know that's that's you're right there's a huge uh subjective factor here which is some people just have studied it more no yeah they were like colonized they seem to have a pretty good relationship with yeah. their colonizers so that's a, maybe that's the point that's the that might have been the missing the british piece. are kind of like butt buddies in a yeah, way but sweden and denmark were never colonized yeah, yeah. by anglo countries they speak dude they, how well they speak english up there like you'll go up there and do like you'll do comedy there and they will they listened so well yeah that they want to talk about like mundane details of your jokes that were like the parts that weren't even the funny part right they understand everything yeah it's fucking nuts right I would say that um, like Egyptians speak pretty good English. I, I, uh, some of the Arab countries, I don't, I don't have too much of a hard time with. I don't know though. I don't know. Maybe this is probably like a totally absurd uh, conversation to even have. But again, compare like someone who has studied the same amount of English from Egypt as has from France. You think there's no that Egyptian person is easier to understand. Interesting, in my opinion, mm -hmm. it's it's just a, it's such a tough thing to quantify. You're right, but like I hear you, like like you know you encounter so many people in New York from all these different places, right? And then a lot of the time the people just speak perfect English, and then sometimes they don't, and right. it's like why and right. how, right? What's going on there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I would even argue thick Scottish English is harder to understand than English from India. Mm. Do you hear what I, and that's an English speaking I, I, yeah, country. I get, what you're I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. That's all. Um, okay. Sweet. Love it. Wide variety of topics. We are oops. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a roller. What a pinball game yeah, that was. That was a real We're jumping coaster. around. Huh? Yeah, but I don't, I don't have, I don't have one.
Yeah, I'm doing we'll next do it think again. of a question. We'll do it another time. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm out here running around. What do you got coming up, Francis? I got Boston, May 19th to the 21st. I'm at Laugh Boston, five shows. I hope to see some of you guys there. Bringing the music. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, excited to show you guys what I've been working on. Hope Sick. to see you. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com.